0: My name is Anthony O'Connell, Upper Feast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm a man with a high voice. I moved to New York City to pursue stand-up comedy, started a food blog in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, recently moved back to Columbus, Ohio, and decided to start a podcast. I'll be interviewing people that love to Upper Feast, people in the service industry, restaurant owners, foodies, comedians, anyone who loves food. I'll be talking to them. My buddy Max Winger is an actor based in Houston, Texas. We talk about his $800 sushi dinner in New York City, taking acid and eating a meal on a boat in Thailand, union versus non-union food on set, and more.
1: My name is- is Max Wingert, longtime fan, first-time caller. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to talk about food and share some hopefully insightful experiences uh, about eating and the like.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing it, Max. You and I were buddies in New York City, as you know, but I'm just letting the listeners know uh, we met at a restaurant in Times Square, hit it off, best buds ever since. We're gonna start with a feaster pass, foie gras, feast or pass.
1: Foie gras. Uh, that's like the the liver stuff, the stuffed liver thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's fatty duck liver, sometimes goose, but it's 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 polarizing because it's delicious. It's like animal butter, but they force feed the duck, so it's kind of problematic.
1: I think I've had it and I think it was delicious, and it is problematic, but like if somebody put it in front of me, I would I would feast.
0: That's what's up. A spicy chicken sandwich with vanilla ice cream on top. Feast or pass?
1: A spicy chicken sandwich with vanilla ice cream on top? Yeah uh i'm gonna go pass on that one that sounds a little too conflicting for me I, I like the sweet and salty thing that's aggressive
0: yeah it is i mean the thing is is like if they would have used like a, a tablespoon of ice cream it would have been delicious but they put like a whole serving of ice cream on there
1: is this um, dessert is this food what is going on
0: yeah i mean i'm surprised i'm alive after i ate it um <laughs> they are, just didn't explode or whatever but <laughs> now this one I, I know your answer but uh vegan food feast or pass
1: well, again, a, a little polarizing. I it is feast for me. I will always eat vegan food. I don't think I could eat just a vegan lifestyle. You know, like I, I love eggs and I do consume fish and cheese and Jeez ice cream. Best. And <laughs> you know, my my diet is uh, eat food, not a lot, mostly plants. So I can get behind veganism, but I, I'm not like strictly vegan.
0: I love how, like, that shows how healthy you are that you opened with eggs and fish. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> I can never be vegan because of ice cream and cheese and just dairy. Consume it.
1: Should I, I eat, eat pizza too. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, being that you are a little healthier, uh, fast food, feast or pass?
1: Pass as often as I can. Again, one of those where I'll, I'll eat it, like, if, if we're on a road trip or something, there's like a, I'd rather eat Subway, I think, than like McDonald's, but, you know, I, I can't say no to a good uh, a good juicy burger from like what a burger now and again
0: fair enough and you know it's funny it's, that's exactly how i am like i never eat mcdonald's but if i'm on a road trip and the options are like speedway chips or mcdonald's i'll, I'll get some mcdonald's hell yeah <laughs> did you see on reddit where in ireland they can't call subways bread bread
1: because it's so sugary, right?
0: Yeah, it has too much sugar. So I did you can't see this. It's bread. got so
1: much sugar that it's technically not bread. And I'm like, what does that mean?
0: I heard there's like yoga mats in it and stuff. I don't know. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of Reddit, I I know you're a big Redditor. Do you have any unpopular food opinions?
1: Uh, unpopular food opinions. I am not the biggest fan of pizza crust, which I think is unconventional because people always give me shit about not eating my crust, you know? Fair enough. And I, I struggle to justify pizza itself sometimes. You know, it, it's good, but like, it is, you know, it's heavy. <laughs> and I, the, the crust itself is usually just like, you know, just a little extra carbs without too much to it.
0: That's why Pizza put the mozzarella in the crust. They couldn't get people to eat the crust, so. What?
1: Oh my goodness, that's, that's decadent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, have you not heard of cheese stuffed crust?
1: No, is that a thing?
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it's totally a thing. They put little uh, mozzarella sticks in the crust.
1: I live under a rock. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if this counts, but I take apple cider vinegar shots every day. Helps with the old digestion and uh, makes the people around me go, what? Oh God, why are you doing this? And I'm standing there going, it's really, oh, it's really good. Oh, Jesus, for you, it's so good, ah, you know?
0: It's like a shot of liquor. I, my sister gave me a shot of that once and it like burnt my throat like
1: it was. Yeah you're like this this has to be good for you based on how much I am in pain
0: right I'd rather just chug some ranch dressing or something this <laughs>
1: <laughs> <on>. sippy sippy <laughs> and I'm a big fan of uh of cow tongue, cow tongue?
0: Uh, I, I love cow tongue what, what's the first time you had it like on a taco or what
1: I I think if you had asked me as a kid what my favorite meal was I would have said cow tongue and I think it's be- I, I remember having it sort of uh, barbecue like barbecue at the table, Korean barbecue style where they like cooked it up right in front of you. And there was just some transformative meal as a kid where they like cooked it up just right. And it was like sauced right. And uh, for years I told people my favorite meal is cow tongue. And everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with this kid?
0: You're the coolest little kid ever. That's amazing. hey just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far if you're liking it please subscribe tell a friend if you're loving it please give us a five-star review do you have like a best dining experience that comes to mind i'm sure you have tons of them but just like one or two
1: two came to mind one was i had the chance with a uh then business partner like my my soon to be boss took me to morimoto's sushi restaurant in new york city amazing it was it was transformative, you know. It was we did the full tasting menu with like the full wine and sake pairing, so everything is just like it's small bites, but it's like 13 courses or whatever with little sips, and you take a sniff of this and you take a lick of this, and you like plug your right ear and then you lick this again and then take a sip of your wine, and it. I I mean I've never really like appreciated the foodie thing, but that night was amazing. And then
0: hold on, hold on. Let's not skip ahead. So I I imagine that since your boss was paying for it, that amazing meal tasted a little better, right?
1: So uh, the the bill did come for the two of us. (laughs) And uh, when I saw it, I asked um, if he wanted to start running first or if I should start running first.
0: It's like a month's rent in some places.
1: For the two of us, the bill was $850 before the tip.
0: Oh my goodness, dude. And it better be transformative for that price. But I bet it's worth it. You get what you pay for.
1: As you said, luckily I was not paying. So it, it uh, uh, he put it on the company card and they were unamused.
0: See, now for me, like I've had really expensive, fancy things. And for me, for example, if I spend $100 on sushi, which is still pretty expensive for most people, I don't think that your sushi experience was eight times better, but maybe it was, I, I've never been there. Like, do you think it's, would you say it's eight times better than like an average uh, sushi meal?
1: I don't think eight times, maybe three times, you know, it, it was good. I mean, like I said, it was one of the best dining experiences of my whole life. Like, I, I mean, the wine is measured out. So you've got like just the the three ounce that you're allowed or whatever. And at one point, one of our courses like took a little too long to come out. So I had like drank my little sip of wine already. And he like, gingerly refilled just a little bit of it and it was real apologetic and i can't imagine the kind of clientele the waiter has to deal with with a place like that
0: was it stuffy um, in there or did it feel like weirdly chill and relaxed
1: it was, it was groovy it was hit you know there are a lot of guys in there flexing business-wise and date-wise and in stuff.
0: a black card fancy suits the whole nine
1: my boss and i are wearing like shorts and sneakers you know because we've been running <laughs> around doing projects in new york so we're very underdressed compared to the uh, Louis Vuitton around us, you know.
0: That's a flex in and of itself, though. Like if you're, they thought you were famous. They're like, oh, this guy must be an actor. He's handsome. He's
1: wearing shorts. <laughs> probably from Silicon Valley or something. One of those guys.
0: <laughs> right, like I, I remember one time my cousin Isaiah and I went to get some food and thankfully it was free. It was like an upper feast thing. And we showed up. I was wearing Nike sweatpants and a Nike hoodie. And my cousin Isaiah was wearing the same exact outfit not same colors. We weren't coordinated, but um, just super chill hoodies. And Isaiah was like, man, I feel weird. Everyone's so fancy. And he was like, dude, they're paying like suckers. We're doing it for free. Like we win. Heck yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: And you're like recording with your light and stuff too. So you're like like those guys in the corner. Uh, (laughs) No, Let me just put a bag over my head. So I don't see the guy with the light. Uh.
0: Dude, one time on the Upper West Side, I was at a pizza shop and I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but we'll let the folks at home know. This lady was like, "Sir, well, actually, she called me, ma'am." Full disclosure, she called me ma'am, and I was like, "Well, I'm a dude, I have a high voice, yeah." So she goes, "She goes, ma'am," and I'm like, oh, "I'm a man, I have a high voice." And then she goes, "Sir, turn off your light. You're ruining my experience." And so, like, I looked, and there was no way she could possibly see it. So she gets the manager over, but the manager invited me to come. So. <laughs> The manager's like, I'm sorry, miss, he's a a foodie. Uh, We invited him for Instagram and it just felt so good. But then she literally put her linen over her head and she was just making such a scene. It was so dramatic, like stereotypical, Upper West Side madness, it was nuts.
1: You're a heathen and you, I mean, she's probably scarred to this day.
0: Um, now, what about another? Do you have another great dining experience? I know you were going to say another one, but I kind of cut you I off.
1: Do, I do. It's it's an oddball one. So I, I figure I give you a, kind of a range. So back in the day, a couple of years back, I'm backpacking around Thailand with some cool buddies, Edgar and Will. Uh, one of those days in, in Thailand, we Will and I decided to take a day-long boat tour kind of around Fangna Bay and around the cool islands. And we were gonna go swimming and we were gonna paddle some kayaks through some caves and all kinds of groovy stuff. Uh, So naturally, that was the ideal day to take the LSD that I brought with me. So we got all situated, got our sunscreen on, got our uh, life vests on and I dropped that acid, you know? And we started cruising around and it was a good decision. On the boat, uh, they provided lunch and they cooked it up on the boat. Like the, the downstairs of the boat was like a whole kitchen area, kind of one of those big boxy uh, houseboat looking things. You know? And they cooked up this meal that, in my uh, acid, addled state, I was a little like hesitant to eat. You know, I wasn't really feeling hungry or whatever. But Will, luckily, is like, well, first of all, you have to eat. This is going to be a long ass day. Like, and second of all, this meal is incredible. So they laid out a tr- spread of like build your own plate with. I mean, it was meats with sauces and rice and veggies and uh, kind of stir fry stuff. I don't even know what all was in there. I don't even know half the ingredients, but it was to this day one of the best meals I've ever had. And I don't know if it's just because the ingredients were so damn fresh, if it's because they made it downstairs, if they just used the right blend of spices, if it was... It paired well with LSD, you know, I, I don't know if you can say that on a menu, but it, it, to this day, like, I remember the flavors, I remember the sensations in my mouth, the mouthfeel, you know. Ooh.
0: Now, I'm picturing like a small little like shanty boat. Was this like a fancy boat or like kind of like a sketchy boat?
1: No, you're totally right. Totally sketchy boat, totally like, uh, like touristy, trappy sort of tour guides, you know who were uh, hustling us with like bar tricks and trivia, you know. Um,
0: that's awesome. But the views were probably amazing, right? You're out on a river just floating, chilling.
1: Incredible. I mean, with or without uh, a hallucinogen pumping through my veins, it was an incredible trip, you know.
0: That's amazing. Hey, pun intended, huh? Incredible
1: trip. Hey, hey, that's
0: <laughs> That's great. Now let's go the other way. Uh, do you have a worse dining experience?
1: This one, this one was harder for me. I don't have that many from like a bad waiter. I don't think like nothing really popped into my into my mind. There was one time when you and I went to a bar we were walking around bar hopping or whatever talking about a project and uh we walked into that that bar I think it was like downtown or something. With the guy uh, the Yeah we're, we just went totally unacknowledged by the staff and we're like I, I get it's a slow bar. I get that's kind of the vibe or whatever you're talking to, your regular or whatever. Oh, but at cool. least, like, wave, you know?
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: And we stood there for 15 or 20 minutes just, uh, I mean, gassing each other up. Anger style, you know,
0: like it's
1: this place, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> It's interesting when, when, when I asked you about the, the bad dining experiences and you jump to service, does that mean that you're not a very picky eater? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, the food was disgusting or whatever, but you're you mentioned the service. So you're more of like a service guy.
1: I cannot remember the last time I had a meal where I thought it was disgusting. You know, I I, I eat everything. I eat it all. Um,
0: fair enough.
1: And I, I do tend to seek out things that I know that I like or at least ingredients combinations that I know I appreciate but no I I can't think of a time actually I I can't think of a time (laughs) one time I sent it back was when I was a kid at home and my dad made me cinnamon toast
0: and you're like dad you didn't do it you missed on this one's the L
1: he toasted it up right I saw him make it and then I took a bite and it was it was wrong and it was bad and I couldn't figure it out My dad was just frustrated. He's on his way to work. He's like, just eat the damn thing, blah, blah, blah. Turns out he didn't use cinnamon and sugar. He grabs the other Tupperware full of coffee grounds. (laughs) Dude,
0: that's hilarious. You know, I have a French toast story too. When I was a kid, my mom's an amazing cook, but one time she made shitty French toast and I just refused to eat it. And she's like, well, you're not leaving the table till you eat it. So what I decided to do was smush it between my hands. It was literally unedible. I just kept smushing it, smushing it. it was like going through my fingers. It was just too slimy. It was undercooked. And so I, like, oh, I, this. I, I made a mess of it. So I, I got sent to my room for that one, but.
1: Sure, sure. As you do when you squish toast.
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm a pretty nice guy, but sometimes you get rage and you just got to smash some toast.
1: <laughs> sometimes you just got to smash some toast. I'm going to put that on a shirt for you.
0: Do it. It's on the Patreon. Um, (laughs) Me smushing post is on the Patreon. It's a weird fetish. People love it.
1: (laughs) The only other one I could think of was a bad dining experience in terms of a bad date where my date was super picky. Disgustingly like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Blah, blah, blah. We went to like an oyster place and like, I don't really like seafood, but I eat oysters sometimes. I mean, it, it was like, it's the only date where I've like, called for the check made her split it with me and walked out of the date like
0: good for you dude don't pay for you know you like to be a gentleman but if you're just like Ugh, this sucks Bleah. like that's not cool you don't want that
1: i'm saying man and i i think i gagged in her face just in that same way you just did Bleah. i know who the best waiter i ever had was and it was you no i'm just kidding <laughs>
0: you've been your waiter i think I'm a- i don't think- I'm a decent waiter. I'm kind of moody. Like sometimes I would purposely not laugh at bad jokes just to be a dick. And I just let them sit in that awkwardness. Like when a customer makes like a dad joke, like, is this free? Huh? And I'm like, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not No, it it's isn't it's actually. Not. So you should kill yourself. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I don't know
1: if you've uh, had an excuse to tell the story of uh, of the business guy with the black credit card. But I have that, to- that is my favorite Anthony's serving story of all time right there. So
0: basically a Amex black card wielding businessman comes in and him and his family, you know, they're, they're nice overall, but they're very fancy, very prim and proper, like probably generational wealth. It's not like new money. And so he gives me his Amex black card and I go to the POS system to swipe it. And obviously it went through cause he could do whatever he wants with it. And so I come to the table and I'm like, sir, I'm so sorry. Your card was declined and his family started chuckling and they were like kind of nervous laughing and he goes what i could buy a jet with that what are you talking about
1: (laughs) do you know who i am
0: which he could buy a jet i mean he's not front he definitely he could literally buy a jet um but his chicken parm was denied you sucker oh man so you know what i find interesting we talked about eating thai food on a boat eating fancy sushi how much does vibes and ambiance play for meal enjoyment to you
1: Vibes and ambiance play for meal enjoyment. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd say that's almost uh, more important at times than the food itself. Like, is the place cool? Is the staff groovy? Company Uh, is
0: very important, too. Like, who you're with is a huge deal
1: bingo, who you're with. Oftentimes that can influence the meal. Like if you go to one of those restaurants where they like insult you for fun, or like the cowboy restaurant, where if you wear a tie, they cut your tie off, you know, and tie it to the ceiling. And if you order a well-done steak, they send out a a cowboy boot on a plate and they give you that. And then they take that away and put a medium rare steak in front of you, you asshole.
0: Eat it with blood, you coward.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd say uh, that's that's probably a bigger factor for me. Like I said, I, I eat everything. So rarely is it about the oh well my asparagus was slightly too salty and i would like to speak to your manager
0: it wasn't al dente I, it was mush <laughs> it was mush
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how about cooking at home are you do you ever cook do you have a good cooking experience
1: i i do cook at home i think i've got like five recipes you know and like two of those are variations on cereal <laughs> I, I eat the same things a lot. Maybe this is an unpopular food opinion. I, uh, I'm i I'm a little like autistic when it comes to my food, I think, because I just, I eat the same things over and over and over and over and yeah, over again. The chicken
0: so breast, like, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, mostly it's like this egg veggie scramble that I've just perfected over the years, or every vegetable I've got goes in the dish and then eggs and then turmeric and spices and stuff. And I pair it with like avocado toast and salmon, and it just covers all the bases. It, it was the meal I ate in New York because I was on the go so much that like cooking at home regularly was tough you know outside of meal prepping it, it just covered all the bases i got all my veggies i got all my protein i got all my healthy stuff just in one and that's kind of how i cook like ruthlessly efficient <laughs> and uh lack of cleanup to do
0: fair enough i mean especially in new york city unless you're a multimillionaire, your kitchen's gonna suck like unless you're super rich it's hard to cook at home in new york city that's just a fact
1: I mean, you've got roommates, you've got a small fridge that you share with the roommates. I did a HelloFresh for a while, it was pretty cool. Like, you know, hopefully we can get a little sponsorship up in here. What's up, HelloFresh? Um, <laughs> no, they, they're great because they they do, they just give you the individual ingredients and here's your dumb how to do it for dummies uh, menu card. And that that was great. You know, it was, it was just a little pricey at the time.
0: It is. It is, you're paying for the convenience. Um, if you're eco-friendly, it does have a lot of waste, which it's not ideal. Now, do you have any fun like you ever cook with a girl or a date or maybe they cooked for you or something? Or
1: uh, last night, no less, you know. Hey, nice. Uh, no, I, I've been I've been seeing a lady uh, over the last couple of months who. Uh, she is Iranian. She comes from a very uh, cook-with-the-family kind of family, you know. She makes incredible dishes uh, where she's like, well, I've got all these ingredients. What, what are you feeling? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Eat food, not a lot, mostly plants. Like, go crazy, you but know. <laughs> I need some veggies, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I need my protein because I don't know if you knew, but today was leg day. Holy uh jacked. Uh, so yeah, she she's been cooking for me, and uh, especially during our kind of pseudo hurricanes that we've had recently, it's nice to have somebody who like makes really good home cooked food. Yeah.
0: That's awesome, and I feel like it it tastes better when a pretty girl makes you food, or boy, whatever you're into, like when someone that you like and love and care about when they make it for you, it literally tastes better. I think that's like science.
1: It does, it does. I totally agree.
0: Now, since you're not the biggest cook, do you have a worst cooking experience? Like burnt something, caught something on fire. Uh, made something inedible, gave you diarrhea, you know, any number of horrible
1: problems. I I don't think anything that I have cooked necessarily, certainly I've set things in the kitchen on fire. I think we all have. I've gotten food poisoning before, but it was more from like gas station sushi you know
0: oh my god why would you risk that you maniac
1: because i was in japan i was oh. at the train station there was i figured if anybody's gonna get it right and then like later that day I'm, I'm like why do i feel like my head is heavy my body's heavy and uh i tried to eat some like uh curry that night and then right after i ate the curry was when my body went okay we're going to be in pain and get everything out of you for the next 36 hours so buckle in and then i just i was in agony for like a day and a half like real pain it was bad it was real bad
0: i the only thing i can think of is one time when i was in college i had (laughs) this is so stupid i had a bologna sandwich with mayonnaise and cheese and i left it in my front seat on a hot summer day and then in the morning when i was driving to class i was like i'll eat it i ate it needless to say i got violently sick (laughs) Um, i threw up i had diarrhea Apparently, hot mayonnaise and bologna is not healthy. I didn't know this. Did you know this?
1: I'm putting hot mayonnaise and bologna on a shirt for you as well.
0: Thank you. I'm going to have a whole new wardrobe.
1: Hot mayonnaise and bologna. Uh, I mean, gross. Gross. I'll go with gross. 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 (laughs) Interesting one for you. Uh, So I'm an actor, for your listeners who do not know. And I've done some extra work where there is food involved and you have to like eat food. The trick is to not eat too much because you, you need to take just the smallest little nibbles, not just because they have to change the food out, but because we're going to do that take about a hundred times from different angles. And if you eat a big bite and you got to keep eating that big bite. So by take 97, you're passing out ready to throw up and the food has been cold and it wasn't really meant to be consumed like this anyway, you know, it's been sitting up. So if you're ever an actor on set, uh, small bites, small bites all around.
0: I remember I used to do a crowd warm up for Cash Explosion, which is an Ohio lottery game show. And we always had that little, um, what do they call that cart where all the food is for when you're on set? I don't even remember the name of it. Crafty. Yes, craft services. And I used to always um, take stuff to go because they had like cliff bars and nuts and cashews. And I would always just load that up to go. I don't know how to act. Like, you're not supposed to be there. Like, you're not supposed to be your first time there. You know what I mean? Like, act like you've been here before, but not me. I'm like, if there's a free cliff bar, what am I not going to have the free
1: cliff bar? Just wait till you get to a set where there's the the non-union craft table and the union craft table. Where over here we've got like the crap black awful made it in a blender coffee over here. And then over here we've got the nice espresso machine. And over here we've got the crappy peanut butter and some white bread. And over here we've got a nice salmon spread and the caviar, you know. And there's no one at the union table because there's like four union people on set and a hundred of us non-union people trying to queue up to this crappy little table. And Occasionally, so you'll go, what if I just went over to that table? That's, what and I that's was when thinking. you find out there is one person whose whole job is to stand there and go, this food is not for you.
0: Really? No, I'm, you I would am be sorry. Rejected.
1: You are non-union. I am so sorry. This food is not for you. So it just sits there and like, mind explosion.
0: <laughs> um So do you, I know you just mentioned your acting stories. Want to talk about some cool like server stories, food industry stories?
1: Obviously I've I've got plenty of stories of like the lady who just could not be pleased and could not wrap her head around the fact that we were not a steakhouse. We were a family style Italian restaurant. I don't don't know why she couldn't compute this or why her two family members there with her could not fully communicate. We are not going to give you a small steak. Like it it just cannot be done. You know, you can have a steak, but it's bigger than you are. And it's meant for 12 people. we're a pasta restaurant no th- this is you can't I, I mean I, I must have explained things probably 12 different times I had another server try to explain it but she she ordered a veal dish with pasta and then didn't want that because she didn't want the pasta she sent it back then ordered just the veal and then and that wasn't right either because we took away some of the veal and we sent that by the by the end of it she was uh she was literally in tears and uh,
0: really crying that's so extreme <laughs>
1: uh even the gm went over to talk to her and try to explain the concept and she's just crying shaking her head and so they left they left they spent an hour and a half trying saw, to get something not on the menu
0: people could not understand that we did not have alfredo they'd be like and they would order it so confidently they'd be like yes i'll have the chicken alfredo uh excuse me sir point it out on the menu you can have it for free oh uh, wait well i
1: had it last time
0: Oh, they always said that too. And it's like, well, that's cool. You got lucky, but this time, no.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I don't believe It's like, you. first of
1: all, no, you didn't. Second of all, please order something else.
0: Right. What is like the best customer for you? Like, do you like it when they try to joke a lot and have a lot of fun? Or do you like it when there's kind of like nothing? Or what do you, do you have a press?
1: It, it depends because the, the jokey thing, as you said before, like with the dad jokes that we've all heard a thousand times about like, oh, I guess it's free. <laughs> what are the rest of you going to eat in front of a, 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 plate bigger than he is you know like those kind of jokes i, I hate those kind of jokes uh, i think the best people to serve are generally other servers probably because yeah, <laughs> they help they
0: you lift a the plate they keep everything nice and clean and they tip like maniacs
1: right i i did enjoy like uh especially during the holiday season making families nights you know where they they really saw that i they had a damn good waiter because i was a damn good waiter you know
0: you are because you're an actor so you can pretend like you care so much
1: Bingo. Bingo. I hate you. Look at my smile.
0: The best ever is I would always do my fake smile. And then as soon as I would turn my back, it would instantly fade to like straight face. And one time the customer saw my reflection in the mirror and they called me out on it. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) Total fraud alert.
1: I like like serving attractive, uh, attractive customers who want to sleep with me, you know, that's, that's always fun, you know.
0: Can't relate to that when uh, I'm very ugly. No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think people who are just compassionate with servers are my favorite, you know, like where if something goes wrong, they don't lose their mind. They don't flip their lid. They don't, you know, my night is ruined. Like calm down, you know, it's, it's just food.
0: Yeah, you just, I feel like you have to just remind yourself that, it's not personal. They don't have any power in their real life. So when they have the smallest little bit of power, they exploit it and just, they're so shitty to people, but it's just, it's them. It's not you.
1: Cool. 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 Hope you feel better about yourself.
0: <laughs> yep. Your wife still hates you and your boss still thinks you suck, but you yelled at me. You got me.
1: <laughs> I lose. <Ha-ha>. Please tip.
0: <laughs> we, uh, we had a lot of fun, man, working in Times Square, one of the busiest restaurants in the whole country. Like If you're going to be a server, that's a good place to be a server. Like one of the best of the best kind of thing.
1: I I learned so much about people, about myself. I got to meet, I mean, I'm talking to you. Like I've met one of my best friends in my lifetime at this restaurant. I, I refer to it as something that taught me kind of improved my acting skills. Strangely enough, you know, like serving 600 people at a time all day, every day. You get real good at communicating, yeah. And
0: they're literally from the whole world, like, you know, right. civilians, people from Britain, India, like literally it's a tourist trap. So literally the whole world would come here. People from all over America, like you have to learn how to talk. And then your your bussers, your servers, they're all from different places. Like you definitely learn a lot for sure working in Times Square, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we had, we had people from literally everywhere. It, I think it is the busiest restaurant, at, at least in America. I think, I think like Tao might do more money, but I th- I still maintain is the busiest, in, at least in the country.
0: No, you're right. So Tao does do more money, but it's unfair because they have uh, weddings and stuff. So I think that's kind of, um, and also they're, they're,
1: per person, it's a little bit more expensive. I think, I think their liquor is a little bit more expensive, that sort of thing.
0: Max, we worked at a very busy restaurant in Times Square and tons of crazy things happened. That stampede, that was pretty crazy.
1: It was, it was a dramatic time. Uh, it, it was probably my, one of my craziest experiences in, in life, let alone in New York, let alone as a waiter experience. I, I don't know if y'all remember a while back, we had back to back mass shootings. The next day after the two shootings, everyone was on edge. Uh, one is bad enough, two in a row, like literally back to back that weekend. I mean, everybody was tense, you know, especially somewhere like Times Square, especially somewhere like a 600 person open floor plan restaurant. Right. What better target, you know? So we're, we're, (laughs) but not really joking, but kind of nervously laughing at some point around like nine ish or so. uh, We just heard... And from the back of the restaurant on the first floor, I like looked at the front door and this massive wave of people burst through the front door. People were literally
0: flipping tables and everything.
1: It it was panic. It was like you could tell on their face. We didn't know. We didn't hear anything. Like we didn't know what was going on. But there was panic on these people's faces, a massive amount of people obviously running for cover. And everyone immediately goes, no, no, it can't be like it. It it could be. It probably is. But it just can't. People are flipping tables. People are screaming, crying. There's broken glass everywhere. I'm trying to get people to stop flipping tables because the table's not going to stop a bullet if the bullet's coming. And now there's broken glass and everyone's cowering, getting all scratched up. It it was it was literal chaos panic induced chaos people are running out the kitchen running out the back doors running up the stairs the kitchen's on fire we don't know what's going on back there we've got one manager who's just trying to bar people from coming in in the front we've got another manager who's already halfway down the street he doesn't care he's gone you know yeah can't believe uh, <laughs> no i mean i don't i can't like how do you respond and it turns out there was there was no shooter um in the middle of times square a group of guys intentionally backfired their motorcycles so what all people heard was bang 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 bang. and for the untrained ear it does sound a lot like the beginning of a shooting
0: especially when tensions are high and actually I didn't know that it was intentional I knew that it was motorcycles backfiring but I didn't realize they were being jerks about it
1: they they, they sidled up on in, a, in a, their little motorcycle group. And then I, I don't know if somebody dared them. I don't know if they knew what the result would be. But if you watch the footage from up above, there's this wave of panic that erupts from this oh, no. group of motorcycles. And it affected like uh, most of Midtown, you know, like uh, Broadway got uh, stampeded. Other restaurants got trashed, you know, by the end of it, was was wrecked. Yeah. Crashed. I've never seen it like that.
0: How about the and, time when the lights went out? <laughs> Remember that, yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, that's it. dude. That was so <laughs> eerie being in Times Square with all the electricity off like that was like a zombie movie. That was really, really intense.
1: That was spooky, man. And that was one where we're like, Is it going to come back on? Do we like what do we tell our clientele like sorry I guess leave in the dark I hope you got a flashlight and then we uh, went out after that and blew all that cash at the bar because we got off early and that's what you do in your server
0: dude we had such amazing times I'm so glad I met you so glad I got to work there and we got to work together on stuff and I know I said that Times Square was kind of like a uh, zombie land and I think this is a perfect segue into zombie gram which uh you and I co-created mainly you and you're working on it like do you want to tell us we're about to get off of here it's almost over but do you want to talk a little bit about that? Let the people know what's going on?
1: Back in the day, as we said, uh, Anthony and I were putting real hours, uh, maybe, uh, caffeine and whiskey fueled hours into, uh, writing a web series, um, obviously about us because who doesn't want to watch us do our thing? Me, 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 me. So we started writing the series about social media obsessed individuals during the zombie apocalypse. You know, zombies are everywhere, but you've still got your buddy who wants to be a DJ. You've still got your obnoxious friend who's trying to flex on the gram. Uh, what does that world look like? And uh, I, we, we got through, I, I think I've got five full web series episodes, decent episodes. I, uh, I expressed that to my uh, my cousin who owns a production company down here in Houston. He said, let's make that into a show. So at the moment, I'm, I'm taking a pilot writing class and trying to flesh out uh, not just the narcissistic like, anthony and max have a show watch us do stuff but also like real characters and real story arcs and uh it's it's tough but it's uh it's coming together
0: well thank you so much for doing my podcast and uh i would love for you to do it again before we sign off here do you want to let the people know your instagram and all that stuff i'll put it in the bo- i'll put it in the description too but uh
1: you can find me at max wingert m-a-x-w-i-n-g-e-r-t uh if you google max wingert you'll find all my stuff you'll find my uh my Lonely Bartender web series that I made during quarantine, you'll find my website, you'll find my uh, hilarious and adorable online presence, which I've worked very hard to cultivate.